Welcome into episode 33 of the Level Flight Podcast. My name is Connor Rabchak, and today we have a full crew, as shortly you're going to hear Brian and Elliot as well. We started off today's episode with a conversation about Pierre-Luc Dubois, as it was reported Wednesday night that he is seeking a trade out of Winnipeg and is not looking to sign with the organization. We continue the episode with a chat about the Jets' prospect pool, as we outlined our expectations for them heading into next season. If you enjoy the episode, leave us a five-star review. Now let's get to it. You're listening to the Level Flight Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Maroon center, no! Connor Hellebuck! Golden opportunity, Kyle Connor shoots and he scores! Kyle Connor! Triple overtime series winner! Can you believe it? Strikely on to Morrissey. Scores! Josh Morrissey! And welcome into episode 33 of Level Flight Podcast. We've got a full crew today for the first it's time rare. in a while. We've got a full crew. Let's go. Very Elliot rare. and Brian, how are you guys doing? Exhausted, but you know, we're here. We're vibing over here. We're living. We're doing our thing. We're vibing. Well, you know who's not vibing in Winnipeg? Pierre-Luc Dubois. <laughs> wow, right into he doesn't it. like yeah. the vibes here <laughs> yeah all right so yeah let's get right into it they they are not um according to pierre lebrun of the athletic pierre luc dubois and his agent have requested a trade out of winnipeg they've let the jets know that they're not willing to sign here long term short term whatever it may be they're not they don't want to sign here um and they're willing to work together on a trade um brian i'll start with you what what was your initial reaction when you saw that article come out and the Twitter just go nuts? Well, my first thought was, uh, I've been telling you for so long, ever <laughs> since that report came out, like in the beginning of last year, that he, regardless of what the Jets did, he wouldn't sign. Uh, and I don't understand why there's so much shock and surprise here. Like, this is not something that we should not be expecting. Like... <laughs> Uh, we're, we're sitting here talking about this and I anticipated early June having this exact conversation. Like I, mm-hmm. I would not have been shocked if, you know, I came back and told my you know past self from early January that we'd be having the Dubois conversation on June 8th. And I go, yeah, of course we are because he's probably going to be going <laughs> like, yeah. it's not shocking at all. And frankly, at this point, I think the goal should be tr- to try and move him by July 1st. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a distinction there because is it shocking? No, but I also received so many comments on Twitter saying like, is this news? Like, why even talk about this? Like, we knew this already. And it's like, well, up until this point, it was mainly speculation. Like, there wasn't a direct trade request from his agent. That's like a whole nother level of, um, I know that's not what you meant, Brian. I'm referring to people on in my Twitter yeah. comments, but um. I just wanted to say this is news um, because, again, Dubois can – it can there can be a report that Dubois attended the draft hoping to be traded to the Canes, but we don't know if that's factual. And then this came from his agent. Yeah. And it was like, we want out. So this is like a, an official – Yeah, Pat Brisson is 100% the most powerful agent in the league too. Yeah. So if he yeah. comes out and says this, uh, 
it's it's done already. It's it's a yeah. matter of where he goes and when he goes. But if Pat Brisson comes out and says my client will not play for this team, uh, and will not sign long term with this team, it's not and happening. we want to trade, <laughs> either he's walking or you're getting a trade. Like it's just it's yeah. there's nothing there's nothing there. Uh, not much you can do. Elliot, what was your initial reaction? I mean, like you guys have said, it was kind of like we already knew this was probably going to happen. But to your point, Connor, it's, it is still news because yes, we knew he was leaving, but did we really know that again? It, right. there's, we're not in the room with some Kevin people are still holding off. out hope that he would sign a long-term deal. Some people yeah. were still saying like, Oh, they're still going to sign PLD long-term and then move all the older pieces. And he's going to be uh, their top line center for the retool and all that. But this this actually changes things a little bit. Yeah. Like I was saying to you before the episode, it literally could have been that the report came out yesterday that it was actually that PLD said, well, I'm either signing an eight-year max contract or like a large contract or like, or I'm getting a trade. It could have been that. Or I'll only sign another one-year deal and then you have to trade me. Mm-hmm. It could have been anything. And so now we obviously we had inklings of what it was going to be, which is this is what we thought it was going to be. Right. But now we know for sure it could have been up until this point. It could have been anything. So, I mean, is it a little upsetting because you trade, you make a deal to hopefully bring somebody in that would want to stay here and mm-hmm. would want and you th- were hoping would be a part of this. I don't even know if, if I can say future of this team, but. Either way, the near you're, future. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're hoping that it's a piece for the for the team for years to come, and it ends yeah. up being somebody that it ends is just going to be leaving anyway. So after it, two it, three years, wants yeah, yeah, it is what it is. It's going to be crazy when people think about I <laughs> think about uh, Steve Dangle no longer doing trade trees for Sportsnet, but um, <laughs> you you think about somebody doing a trade tree down the line. And we'll look back and go, okay, we traded Patrick Line for Pierre-Luc Dubois. And then for and then whatever return we get, for, well, hopefully whatever return we get for Dubois. Um, right. So you, you look at, and then we'll have to look at that and go, okay, well, we theoretically lost Patrick Line for what we we're ending up with. Is that really, like, I know this is now years down, like years past already now, but that's how it works, right? So yeah. hopefully we get something good in return, uh, but we'll see. I, I have no idea what they're going to be asking. And if now PLD is asking for a trade, clock's ticking on the Jets. And we know how yeah. day off does when the clock is ticking. So Yeah, I I would be completely and utterly shocked if Pierre-Luc Dubois is a Winnipeg Jet past the draft. Like if the draft ends and Dubois is still a Jet, I... I honestly, like you said, July 1st, Brian, that's pretty on point. Like that's the draft is, I think the 28th of June, the next two, three days are the draft. So July 1st is when free agency starts. If he's still a jet, like, I guess you throw him a qualifying offer, but then what good does that do? Like, he's just not going to pick it up. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no point. Yeah. I saw uh, a suggestion too. This is just. It's there's no merit to it or anything, and there's nothing to suggest that it would happen. But with his desire to not be here, it wouldn't shock me if uh, him and Brisson signed off on an offer sheet if someone put it out there. 
Because yes. also, why would the Jets want to forfeit compensation to match it? Yeah. Uh, and if someone I, who's like very clearly like, I don't want to play here. Yeah. Trade me. <laughs> yeah. No. And I saw that 6.4 million for one year, I think is a first and a third round pick. Now, yeah. can you get more for Dubois on the open market from like a team for that? Probably. But like you said, are you going to match that and pass up a first and a third round pick? I don't know. Right. But that's a very realistic um situation especially from montreal like i could totally yeah. see montreal going one year 6.4 million either you match it and then you gotta trade them and the ball is in your court or you forfeit and we get uh pierre luc dubois and then we just give you our first well record. and that and that honestly thinking about that maybe that could be a direction they go because mm-hmm. and it may be the direction chevy goes because we know he doesn't like when there's a clock ticking so theoretically let's say he doesn't make a move at the draft they qualify him. Montreal then sends a one-year $6.4 million offer sheet or whatever the heck they want to throw at the Jets. Dubois signs it before the page even hits the table. Yeah. And the, <laughs> but I would but my suspect my suspicion would be if it gets to that point, the Jets would take that would match the offer. And they keep him for the year, and mm. then they move him late, and then they would Try then, and get then more than that, yeah. Then, well, and then and then then they have a longer clock, and we know what Chevy Chevy wants to have as much time as he possibly can with every single player for every single trade because he wants to maximize as much as he can. So theoretically, I can see them doing that. I can see yeah, them and- matching it and then trying to extend the time limit that he has. Yeah, and that's a great point because if. Dubois won't sign a one-year deal with the Jets, and then Montreal offer sheets him. Dubois signs that offer sheet, and then the Jets match it. Well, then he just signed a one-year deal with the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, like because the Jets matched it, and he's on a one-year six point four million dollar contract, right? So he said he didn't want to sign that deal, but is he gonna re- really gonna roll the dice that the Jets won't match it, and they'll just and take the conversation? I don't know. <laughs> right? Well, the only yeah. thing is there though is then I honestly think matching it too, though, would be ill-advised because then you're just giving him a walk into UFA. free agency. Yeah. Like you would, you would match it with the thought that you would get better than a first and third at like the deadline yeah. or something. Yeah. But like, then you're just essentially too, like you've then given away all of your leverage because you yeah. know, he's going to leave. Yeah. At least yeah, now I, there's like, there's a rights control thing. Yeah. Yeah. For another year. Yep, absolutely. It's this situation's just silly. It, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's that's the best way of putting it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I it, at this point, it. I also think it'd be kind of funny if they did offer sheet him and bring him back just for the media to be like, "So you don't want <laughs> to first here. press conference." Yeah. it would just be uh, so you don't want to be here, and then PLD has to find a way of. Well, you know, I, I, I do like playing with this team, and he'd have to. <laughs> You know, yeah. I'm not going to say the word, but you know what I'm talking about. His way through NHL the interview. PR. Yeah. Um, yeah. PR trained uh, interview yeah. his way yeah. out of it. So yeah. it's just silly. And it's just, I hope we get something decent for him. If it's draft pick compensation at this draft, a future draft. Like if, it feels like not, a Truba deal. It, it, yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, it feels very similar. 
but this is be not not that we didn't know this was a problem, but this is becoming a problem. Yeah. Where yeah. good players are not wanting to stay here. Now again, are we it, surprised? No. No. But is this news and we have to talk about it because now it's official? Yes. Yeah. So both can be true. Is what it is. Yeah. Um originally, before the Dubois news dropped last night, we were gonna do a pros- prospect episode and we are still gonna do that. But first we're gonna hear a word from our sponsor DraftKings. Um, Brian is going to do it. I'm not sure if he's going to do it live here on the episode or, or what. We're doing but, it live. Uh, we're doing it live. It's okay. Live. <laughs> it's live. All right. Um, well, Brian, take that's it away. The thing to, or, like, yeah, we're yeah. talking Jets. Right. There is still hockey going on. Absolutely. Which Vegas up uh, to zip on you know, Florida here. But we're, we, we got we to start considering who you're putting your money on, right? So light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and instantly score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts called 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text uh, Hope NY 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Uh, in, uh, um, eligibility and uh, deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to consider when you know putting your money on uh, some uh, some teams going forward. But uh, make sure you do it responsibly. Uh, but uh, you know your time's running out in terms of uh, NHL hockey to look at for yeah. the sports book. But uh, yeah, thanks again, DraftKings, uh, for sponsoring us this episode. And now back to the Jets, but a little bit more hope going forward. But not the Jets. Yes, the Jets that are of, of tomorrow, the future Jets. Yeah. Um, we're going to start with the ones that – because we, we talked a lot about the Moose when they were making their playoff run at the end of the year there, and obviously we talked about the Jets too. So we're going to start with the prospects that aren't on within the organization right now. Either they're in junior or they're in Russia or wherever, Sweden, wherever they might be, right? Um, and we're going to start with the WHL uh, players with Chaz Lucius and Brad Lambert. Uh Let's start with Chaz Lucius, 2021 first round pick. Last time we did a prospect episode, he we talked about how it was right when he got sent down to the WHL and we weren't sure how he was going to do. He ended up putting up 15 points in six games before getting hurt, which 15 points in six games, like we're going to talk about Brad Lambert in a second. He put up 36 or 38 points in 26 games. If Chaz Lucius played 26 games at that pace, I think that's like 50 or 60 points. Like that's almost double what Brad Lambert put up. Like that is just unbelievable production, which it sucks that he got hurt because it would have been nice to see if he could carry that forward. Right. He was, he was playing phenomenal. Um, But again, like Cole Perfetti, another first round pick, he's got to stay healthy. Right. So what are you guys kind of expecting to start next season from Chaz Lucius, whether he, is with the Moose, maybe up with the Jets in a in a smaller role. Brian, I'll start with you, but he's been injured a lot. But when he plays, he 
he puts up points. Uh, I think he starts with the Moose. I think it's going to be a situation of um, they want to make sure that physically he's ready to roll. Um, because if you throw him into the NHL lineup uh, right away and something happens that uh, you know he gets hurt immediately, you start second guessing your decisions. I think you put him with the Moose. Uh, you know, you put him in a decently high leverage role. Um, and then what you're going to get out of him is what you're going to see moving forward. I think is you, this is the season where you're actually going to see that development and, you know, the confidence that he was building up in the WHL. Um, but it wouldn't shock me though, if injuries and I mean, the team could look drastically different. This could look stupid on my part saying he won't be in the lineup. Meanwhile, we could, you know, there could be three forwards on the move. Right. So right. Yeah. that opens yeah. the door for him. Um, but I think if for the most part, if just one forward departs, as we were discussing, yeah, you're looking at probably a injury call up, or maybe he starts the season just absolutely insane, in, and he's yeah. he forces the hand. Like it could be a he actually. I mean, I honestly wouldn't be shocked to see a Kyle Connor situation where he comes into camp, looks phenomenal, still gets sent down, essentially says, "No, I'm going to outperform no. <laughs> everyone in the league." call me back up yeah yeah elliot what are your what are your expectations for Chaz lucius i think for next year like brian said i think the most important thing is him staying healthy i think i to be honest at this point i i'm not looking at any other category other than that games played category at this point we can worry about point production later and i don't think that's going to be a problem for him like no matter where he plays like you look at his stats with the Moose, his first professional season, he had five points in 12 games. And he, and he had flashes where he looked good. So yeah. realistically, you're not looking, you're looking at the games played category. You're, you are not looking at anything else. And so if he can stay healthy next year, if he's with the, if it's split time between the Jets or, and the Moose or just the Moose, I need to see like, 60 total 70 total games played to feel confident because right now after having multiple injuries already i'm kind of weaning on the fence of are we is he going to be one of those players that we're going to look back and go man if he could just stay healthy i really hope we don't have to and obviously it happens it's it's life and it's sports but i'm hoping that he can stay healthy and like contribute to this team but yeah, if you're gonna be injury prone, it's kind of hard to do that. No, it sucks that we have to kind of put this umbrella of he needs to stay healthy over what a talented player he is. Like he's a first round pick for a reason, and he put up a ridiculous amount of points in his short time in the WHL. Like he's a talented player, and it sucks that we have to talk like, oh, if only he could stay healthy. But um, yeah, I, I'm with you, Brian. I think both Lucius and Lambert, who we'll get to right after this is a good segue, I guess have a good opportunity to just kind of force their way into the jets lineup next year. Like the way these guys were dominating the WHL when their respective seasons ended. Um, there's a, there's a chance that they just have a great off season. They look unreal in training camp and there's the jets have no choice, but to see what they can do at the NHL level. Right. Um, we talked a lot about Lambert as the Thunderbird <laughs> yeah. season was going. So we don't have to do, a long thing on him, but are you guys, I'll, I'll, I'll just ask if you're expecting him to crack the NHL roster, because that's a, that's a thought that's being thrown out there. Or are you looking for the moose again, Elliot, I'll start with you. He had a 
chance to make the roster this past year before yeah. he even played any professional hockey. So I know, and we'll talk about them in a little bit here when we get to Moose prospects, um, but I think it'll kind of be like a Danny Shilkin sort of situation here, hmm. where as long as he has a good camp, I, I think that he has a good shot to make the NHL roster. Now, my whole thing with Lambert, and this has been the conversation all over social media, where do you play him? Because right now at the NHL level and the professional level, he's a winger. But he seems more comfortable and he seems to play more like himself and confidently as a center. Play him at center. Yeah, I so, think you've got to play him at center. So I, I, I think that you see in camp how he does against NHL and other professional centers. If he's still kind of looking iffy, you send him down the moves and go, okay, we're not putting you on the wing. You're going to be a center. You got to rough it out. Mm-hmm. Because I, I believe, and you can you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that he technically could still go back to the dub again next year, or is that, or is it I like a so. one year, or is that like a one year thing? Either way, I, I don't think they should send him down to the WHL because I think he is conf- I think he had lost his confidence and he needed to go down. Right. Like he had three points in four games with the Moose. A cr- he was a crazy minus nine, minus nine. <laughs> Now, I will say if you look at all of his other stats uh, playing professionally in – I guess we shouldn't say it's his first professional season. His first season, I guess we should say North America. North America. Because he, right. he played professionally over in Finland. Um, yes. Also, those – I don't even want to look at the plus minus. Um, that's disgusting. Uh, anyway. Well, team was a disaster. So oh, I, I it, it, yeah. Both, both – I believe both teams he played for were disasters. Um, but either way, what the point that I'm trying to make is is he needs to play center. If he's going to play at the NHL level and do it well, I think he max his highest ceiling is at center. I think he still is an NHL caliber yeah. player at wing, but he seems to be his most consistent and most confident at center. Also, let's be real. Uh, they might need him to play center. Yeah. If true. both Dubois and Shifley aren't here next year. True. That is very true. Lucius Lambert, then... line one, line two, opening night. Next oh, no. David <laughs> Gustafson first line. No, what you do is you do triple L down the middle. You got Lucius Lambert Lowry. Oh, yes. Jesus. I love it. Someone but will we, find some fourth, unreal do, nicknames for that. Do we have a, do we have a fourth L? <laughs> do we? Yeah, the one that we in took the in the playoffs. Yeah, oh, that one. Oh, wow. I would say too soon, but it's been a while, so I'll it's give been, you that it's one. It's been a month. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> it's been a month. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lambert, I think we're all in agreement. He's got to play center because, like you said, Elliot, that's where his he looks the most comfortable, and his high ceiling as a prospect is at center. He's a natural center. He's good at it. He's fast. He can cover lot, um, a lot of area in the defensive zone, neutral zone, offensive zone, wherever you want him. Um, so unless we have anything else on Lambert, we can, we can move on. But those are the two – WHL guys that put up massive production. Yeah. Um, Elias Salmon Salomonson. I think I got that right. He's doing things. Uh, he's doing things. Um, we'll second round pick of 2022. Scott Wheeler was on Winnipeg Sports Talk um, a few days ago, and he like was singing the praises of Elias Salomonson. He was raving about the season he just had. Um, I saw some tweets that he's like dominating like the Corsi statistics over in the SHL. Um, he's a right-handed shot defenseman that is a good puck mover. Um, and the we Jets have don't have those a, in our organization. The, yeah, the Jets don't have a lot of right D prospects. So if Salmonson can, you know, 
continue on this trajectory, which looks to be very good. Um, he could definitely be an NHL piece in the future. Like I think, I think Moose is very realistic for him next year, given the fact that he just dominated in the league that he played. Um, I don't see why you wouldn't at least play him on the Moose and shelter him a little bit. But again, Scott Wheeler knows more about prospects than I do. And he was talking like Elias Salamence and just had the best possible season he could have had. So um, I'm officially a believer. I saw something else too yesterday. Um, So I think his name is, uh, it's Thibaut Chattel or Chattel. I'm not a hundred percent sure. He's a uh, analyst coordinator for the, it's a website that specializes in Swiss hockey, but Mm. he's starting to use his model that uh, he does for, uh, prospects to help uh, project their, you know, potential impact um, over yeah. their career until thir- they're thirty. Okay. And his projection, as of right now, has Salmonson third among all prospects in Sweden, uh, and is so high on him. He has him at two point two three win shares, which is insane for a rookie yeah um but his projection has him as a top pair defenseman in his prime <laughs> wow yeah but he's like, uh, along the you know the same you know line here as you know william wallinder um you know leo carlson uh, emil heineman axel sending pelica a lot of these guys who are projected to go top 10 in the draft this year yeah, sending um, Pelica is like a fringe top twelve pick, right hand D yeah. puck mover, same thing in this year's draft in in a month. So I know that's... when we did our prospect update early in the season, we were a little bit unsure uh, mm-hmm. as to how um, you know Salmonson would look over the next you know season. But what he's done, whether if he's if he's putting up points or not, as you said, like it, it, there's there's such a good form of his game in terms of the on ice shooting impact. Yeah, like it's just. It, it's something that I'm now keeping my eye on even closer than I was before because I'm just excited for him. Yeah. I was really impressed by his skating when the Jets drafted him and I dug a little deeper into his game. He's such a smooth skater and you combine that with the puck moving. I think I I always had kind of hope in the background and I'm not victory lapping this at all. Um, I did not say I did not have any hot takes about Elias Salomonson. So I'm not victory. Roll the tape. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um that it's good to see. It's good to see for the Jets organization because we know that they're kind of short at uh, right hand D. Um, let's move on to Dom DiVincentis. It's your, your guy. Yeah, goaltending, goaltending, the only goaltending prospect really that the Jets have. Um, just had an incredible season, um, won so many awards, had a ridiculous save percentage, ridiculous goals against, like any goalie stat you want. He was up there. Um, for the North Bay Battalion, I believe that's their their name. Yeah, I got that one right. Um, so Elliot and I on a previous episode talked about how we need to see it again because goalies are voodoo. Um, Brian, I'll start with you this time. What what are you expecting out of Divincentis going into next season? Are you are you kind of on the same wavelength that you got to see it again, or are you a full believer? Um, no, I mean. There's part of me that believes too, because like it's very rare for a goalie to do this and at such a young age. I mean, obviously like you get some guys who just do it and then kind of drop off. Um, but the fact that he won what three or four uh, goalie of the month or goalie of the week or whatever yeah. uh, 
of the month. Yeah. Kind of insane to me. Well, was um, he also did end up winning goaltender of the year? Uh, I'm not sure. Don't quote check. me on that, but um, but no, like digging. I do think that what we should be expecting is at least as good. But if he is truly the prospect we think he could be, he should be better next year. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he's still working on his mobility. He's still working on you know his you know framing up on the puck, and as a young goalie, you're going to keep getting better at that. Um, so I'm thinking that if he is who we think he is, uh, he's going to look better next year. Uh, and then, and then suddenly he'll be in Winnipeg with the moose or something. And then, yeah, like it's, it's one of those situations where I'm looking for either uh part the course for improvement because it's hard to either stay the same or get better at such a young age. Yeah. I can confirm that Dominic DiVincentis did win the Jim Rutherford Trophy, which is a, a OHL goaltender of the year. There you go. So wow. he was considered the best goalie in the OHL. There you go. So, and, you wow. know, that's worth something. That is worth yeah, something. Yeah. His Absolutely. seventh round pick, um, you're not expecting that at all, came completely out of nowhere. And you got to give him props. Like, I, I can sit here and say i got to see it next year because goalies are voodoo, but hey, you don't just win uh, goalie of the year off of nothing, off of just pure luck, off of the puck hitting you, right? Like, you got to have <laughs> some real talent there. And for a seventh-round pick, that's that's really impressive. So that's uh, that's good for him. Um, let's move on to another first-round pick. We're kind of jumping around. We, we talked about two first-round picks. Now we're going to go back to one. We went to the seventh round. Now we'll go back to the front of the draft. Um, Rutger McGrordy. He had 39 yeah. points in 39 games for Michigan. Brian's, uh, are you wearing the hat today, Brian? No, I, I, oh. I was wearing it the other day, and then I uh. put it down somewhere, and it's somewhere in my room. And I've, uh, I was going <laughs> to wear gone. it because I knew that we were going to get the majority talk today, but I couldn't find it. So instead, I'm wearing uh, my uh, Seattle Kraken hat. So let's mm. just say it's for Matty Beneers, also uh, <laughs> Michigan. There you go. There you go. Um, he had 39 points in those in 39 games as a um, freshman. He had a, yes, he had a phenomenal World Juniors. Um, I remember watching those and being impressed with him every game. Um, he is about as legit of a prospect as the Jets have in their system. Like I think, I don't I don't know if the NHL uh, is realistic for him next year or the AHL even. Like he might go back to Michigan. Um, I believe he did decide he was going back to miss. He's going back for a sophomore year. Yeah. For his, uh, yeah. Which with that being the case, uh, Michigan still has a lot of great talent. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked to see his name in the running for Hobie Baker at the end of the year. Ooh, spicy. I mean, spicy as a tape. freshman putting up a point per game, like, yeah, that's nuts. Um, I mean, I'm still a little bit salty that Kyle Connor didn't win it after, you know, scoring like 35 goals in his freshman year. But, you know, so dumb. Yeah. Like, I, I, Is that the Jimmy yeah, VC year? Yep. I got beef with Jimmy VC. I think many people, Kyle I, I think, he, I think yeah. many people have beef with Jimmy VC, but I'll, uh, what I'll have, I'll check in with my, my Rangers fan friend, uh, Connor, who has made a, an appearance on the show a couple times, and I'm sure he'll <laughs> listen to this. Uh, so w- when you hear this, Connor, uh, tell me your thoughts on Jimmy VC and I'll pass it on to the, the masses next week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, but McGrory, I mean, you're expecting big things out of him next year. And we talked about how he's a point of game as a French, as a freshman, he's not known as like a scorer. 
Like he's like a power forward. Like he he has the skills. Obviously, he's a skilled big player. Smart. Um, I'm not saying he can't be a point per game player. He's yeah, very smart, very skilled. But he's not your typical like five foot ten pure skill winger, right? Like he's he's a power forward. He affects the game in a bunch of ways. So he scored some big goals for Michigan in some big games. Um, it was really really fun to watch. And um, yeah, I don't know. What are you guys expecting? You, Brian said <laughs> potential Hobie Baker. Um, Elliot, what are you kind of expecting from McGordy in his sophomore season? Well, probably a huge jump, first of all, like, which is crazy to say because he was point per game this year. But right. my hope is that next year's a continuation of this year and it's just keep trending up. And then hopefully we see him playing professionally the following season. I'm just hoping that not that I think that this will him staying for a sophomore year at Michigan will slow him down and slow down his uh, development in any way. But I'm just hoping that at some point we don't see it stagnate. Right. Yeah. Cause it, and I don't cause think it, we will. Yeah. I, I don't He's think we smart. will, but He's too smart of a player. I, I'm, I'm just hoping that this is just a continuous trending upwards. Like you said, he's probably the most legit prospect we have in terms of like, this guy should be at the NHL level. This guy should make it through. This isn't supposed to be like, not that he wasn't a can't miss prospect, but like this is supposed to be, if you're throwing darts to the board here, which is what drafting <laughs> right. is, this should be like a triple. I think he's the highest. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think he's the highest floor prospect in the system Highest, absolutely sure. yeah like yeah. should be triple 20 for sure on on the dartboard in the <laughs> nhl now after that his ceiling i'm hoping is more than just being a bottom six forward in the league but he's a big power forward with some skill think, realistically yeah. he may end up being a bottom six forward but a good bottom six forward which i think is you need you need skilled the Jets need skilled players, period. I, I'd say so, his floor is more middle six and his ceiling is, is a top six winger. Yeah. I think, it, like, I think his I'm floor more, is... I'm thinking more third yeah. line. I'm not thinking like, oh, he's mm. a scratch. He's kind of in and out of the lineup. I'm thinking he's a salt. Like, it's going to be funny to say. I, he kind of... I, I know he probably puts up more points, but the, his play style uh, with a little bit less aggression of like Adam Lowry... Like, I kind of feel like he'll have mm. production, a little bit more production than that. But, like, that's kind of where I'm at. But that's kind of how I see him. I'd say more like Evander Kane. That too. I don't know. That's, that's my kind of – well, Jets fans might get, like, flash flashbacks, like bad that's flashbacks. That's also why I, I said that. Adam Lowry instead of Evander Kane. Because <laughs> Evander Adam Kane Lowry's... <laughs> on the ice when, um, when we're, like – Deep into his career on the Oilers, not not a one of the yeah, like a power forward yeah. that has a ridiculous shot with hands. Um, yeah, that's that's my vision for McGordy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got one more that we're gonna go to on away from the organization, and then we'll do some quick hits in the organization because we've talked about those guys a lot. But Nikita Chibrikov, who I guess technically is in the organization now because he signed now, his yeah, yeah, he signed his ELC with the with the organization right when the moose were in the middle of their playoff series. Some people were wondering if he would play, he didn't end up playing, but that was kind of expected. Um, I'm really excited to see him play next year. 
I'm assuming it'll be with the Moose. I doubt um, coming over from Russia, he's going to go straight into the NHL. But he's a very fast winger, creates a ton off the rush. Um, if he does play with the Moose next season, just real quick, what are your what are your guys' expectations? Are you expecting him to, you know, kind of control flow of play a little bit, or be more of like a Brad Lambert with his his time with the Moose, kind of seat back, let others run the show, kind of thing? Um, I'm more of the mindset that he might start swinging into that throughout mm. the season. I can't see him immediately coming over and being that like the guy. Um, but after, cause like he's going to have to feel it out a little bit. He's been playing in the K he's been playing in the, you know, Russian junior leagues and everything. And you're not going to see someone necessarily make the jump and then immediately become that impact guy. I mean, I could eat my words and I'd be happy to eat them because if he comes <laughs> over and looks great, uh, I'm, ne- I'm never going to complain about that, but no, that's sort of what I'm expecting. I I just hope that he contributes. That's kind of all I have to say in some way, because I think that will help his development at this point. Right. So like he's already, he's already 20. We're already expecting guys like Lambert, who's at 20, Lucius, who's I believe 19 or 20. Like these are guys that are like getting to the point where we need to feel old. Yeah, I know. Um, But you're hoping that they start hitting their stride as prospects and then they're only one or two years in the system and they're coming up at, well, the, the, the Jets way is hoping right. that they are done in two years and by 23 and they're already in their prime that they're ready to go for the NHL level because yeah. we can't throw them in the deep end too early. But. Right. No, I, I actually have a funny story about that because I wrote a piece on Brad Lambert's season the other day and just out of habit, I because it's just like I don't know media speak I don't know but I was typing and I typed um the young kid or something and I was like hold on so I went and checked his age 19 and I'm 20 and I was like I'm leaving that in there I'm leaving that in there absolutely (laughs) I was like he's so young yeah I was like (laughs) the young kid all right I'm 25 let's not (laughs) let's not make this uh any worse your prime Brian you just hit your prime just hit your prime yeah tell that to my knees in five years, you'll be an elite defenseman, like Dylan Sandberg. <laughs> you know, in five years, I'm signing an eight-year deal that handicaps an organization. Absolutely. Um, oh. Lastly, I'll just say, we don't have to go roundtable, but I'll just say that Dmitry Ryshevsky, uh fifth-round pick in 2021, had 38 points in 67 games in the KHL last year. He's 22 years old, so you might see him turn pro. Um, you might not. But the, that, like at 22, it's kind of make or break time. Like it's time to either come over to the organization or not. Um, so that's something Didn't to watch he for. Extend with CSK. Yes, yeah. I'm. A, there might be an out there. I'm hoping because it was, it was a two-year two deal. Year, was it two-year deal? It was, it was, it was two-year two. deal. So that would take him to 24. So I don't know what the plan is there, but. Well, I mean, we no, like see. there's a f- decent track record though of guys coming over between 22 and 24, and yeah looking ready i'm not saying he's going to be like a panarin or a kaprizov or something um yeah. but i th- i think that it i don't think it's going to kill him to stay over there a little bit more and keep developing that said uh as you said make or break time like if there's he should at least make it a little bit more noticeable that he's going to be coming over because no mm-hmm. one really knows mm-hmm. but yeah no, i agree and at 24 you're not bringing him over 
to uh, develop him on the moose for two years. Like no. you, he's coming over and playing in the NHL if he's ready or not. Right. Or so it's that's... like half a season in the AHL to get used to American ice and like, yeah, you're getting, boom, you're, boom. you gotta go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, those are all the prospects really that we wanted to talk about today that are not within the organization right now, or they are slightly um, now let's, let's just do some quick hits on the jets and the moose guys, just because yeah, we've talked about them a lot. Right. Um, and <laughs> so we don't, we've made our thoughts known too. We have, um, Vili Hanala. We'll start there because that is, that is the speaking question, of making right? our thoughts known. Yes. That is the question. Uh, Vili Hanala. I, I'll go first on this one. I think next year is, is the time it's, it's, we talked about make or break time for Ruszewski. I think Hanala, it's make or break time in his year end presser. He had a ton of quotes about how all he's going to do this summer is work. And he's just going to put his head down and make it so that the jets can't send him down again. And he's going to work his butt off. And I believe him. Like he, I think this is the time. And I think next year he's, he's up with the jets after, after a great off season. I think that's my prediction. I think he's going to have a, a fantastic off season, maybe put on some weight, maybe be stronger, um, maybe be faster. And he will, I, th- I think he'll win a spot next year. What are your guys' expectations for Billy? I'm just concerned that regardless of whatever he does, unless something is changed, wh- who are you taking out? Right. Yeah. There's no like, spot. I understand the whole thought of winning a spot, but like, I can't see him taking a spot away from any of the guys on the right side right now. Yeah. And frankly, you move the left Schmidt because... or Pionk. Like, if if to, to make a spot, if that's right, it's, it's, it's a fact that someone's going to have to be uh, traded or yeah. a hard decision in the organization is going to have to be made to scratch someone who isn't used to it. And I, I don't I don't have the confidence that that's what's going to happen. But I mean, I'd love to be proven wrong uh, yeah. because I, as you said, I believe him, too. I think he's going to you know have the best offseason of his life. And I just hope that it works out for him. Elliot, I, I'm still in the camp that this is way overdue for him to even <laughs> be getting multiple. Like, I I don't want to harp here, but like I went and watched him. I know it's preseason hockey, but I went and watched him when they brought when he was in after the year he was drafted. They brought him in. He played like four preseason games and he looked fantastic. He looked like the best defenseman out there. And I was against like I think I went to like three of I went to three of the games. Um, or at least two for sure. Um, and he looked like, and there were, he was around and playing against a bunch of NHL guys. Like they threw him in against when teams were playing most of their NHL rosters and he looked great. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't get how it's taken this long and no wonder he's up and down and like has these weird struggles because he's probably in his head when he's not in his head. He's probably normally normal Vili Hainala that moves the puck. Great power play merchant done but when yeah. he's in his head he he can't he can't do that so it's like i don't know i i hope that he gets a shot but like you said brian somebody's gotta get traded and i don't really know who that is yeah. we have a couple candidates and we've talked about it and maybe that's somebody that gets moved at the draft too yeah is maybe they, yeah it, it, and that's the case i really hope it's not a football situation or other sports situation where they go all the way to training camp. They don't deal anybody. And then they go, Oh, well he looks so good. We have to trade somebody now. And then they just <laughs> flip somebody for whatever they can get. Cause they want to play him. Yeah. Cause they won't, yeah. 
I'm sorry. And I agree with you, Brian. They're not scratching a Schmidt or a Pionk or they're not scratching guys that have been well, not NHL like they, they might, but not for any more than a game or two to like send a message. Like they scratched Schmidt, uh, Schmidt last year and he was back in and never was taken out again for the rest of yeah, the season. Right. But, I mean, but I'm they, saying for Villy to have a spot, they're not scratching exactly. somebody like that. Yeah. Right. So is what it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys on that. Um, I think the same can be said about Declan Chisholm. Like yeah. spots yeah. have to be made. AHL all-star had a great year and he's going to lose his waiver eligibility. So you either have him up in the NHL this year or, or risk losing him or risk losing him. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the truth. Um, we, Danny Zilkin, we've talked about a lot on this podcast cause we really like his game. Um, we're all super excited for the future with him. Um, 30 points well, in 35 games. Wait to see what he looks like in the A. Yeah. He, he will be with the Moose next year. Uh, same goes for Dmitry Kuzmin. Um, but Jokin, 30 points in 35 games with Kitchener. Um, two-way center, fast, has incredible hands. I, th- I think we're all pretty excited to see him. Yeah, getting some head yeah. nods. I'll take that. Um, Kuzmin, he'll be on the defense core next year for the Moose. Uh, good puck mover, great offensive skills. They had him on wing. I went to a practice in the playoffs and he was playing winger. Like on it may Denny have just Shokin's been the filling spot. I, it, it was, it was for sure. Um, but well, that's I how good of a skater he is. So exactly. Yeah. yeah there you the, go. The new Dustin Bufflin, just throw him in that wing whenever we want. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dimitri Kuzmin, the next Dustin Bufflin. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Someone I'm go just, to I, that please, because <laughs> that, that, that's the type of stuff that's going to get like thrown around on Reddit. And then Elliot might have to leave the internet entirely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just, is now I was just saying that, it, that, that 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 the only player that I know of that has played was a defenseman, but the Jets just decided to play wing. Like it's Nathan Bolyu. I don't know if you guys remember that he played a game. I at don't left think wing. I do. Fourth line oh. left wing. He did. He did. Anyways, so, okay, I didn't so need to hear that name ever yeah. again. <laughs> Either way, the the point I the point I wanted to say is. I, I like Kuzmin as a prospect. I'm really intrigued by his game. Uh, when we did the prospect um, overview, I dug really deep into him, and I'm super excited by his game. Um, so hopefully he gets a good chance with the Moose. Puts up a yeah. ton of points as a defenseman, so that's something oh, to be excited yeah. about. Um, another defense prospect that's currently on the Moose, Simon Lundmark, 20, uh, 2019 second-round pick, I believe. He admittedly really struggled this season. Uh, he was in and out of the lineup in the AHL. Like he was being scratched in, in big games for, for AHL veterans, which, and for Tyrell Bauer, who's a fifth round pick. Um, yeah, time's like running you, out for him. You really want to see more from him and soon. Yeah. He, he also needs to have a big off season because uh, he struggled quite a bit with the moose last year. Um, now there's two, Prospects on the Jets. I mean, Dylan Sandberg has graduated, I think, from the prospect. Yeah. He's he's like a top four guy going into next year, I think. Um, but Cole Perfetti, I mean, we could just copy and paste the conversation from Chaz Lucius earlier. Stay uh, healthy. Puts up, put up, puts up a ton of points, is incredibly talented, incredibly smart. Gotta stay healthy. Um, yep. When he was healthy this both year. shoulders for him. Yeah. When he was healthy this year, he was great. I mean, he put up a ton of points. He was in the top six. Uh, he was a great third wheel on a line with Shafley and Wheeler, or maybe depending on what you think of Blake Wheeler, you 
could say Wheeler was the third wheel, but that's up to you. Um, but he was great. Uh, I don't know what you guys kind of just echoing the stay healthy thing or what are your expectations next year, Brian? Yeah. Stay healthy. Uh, and do what you God. did last year. Like <laughs> truly like he was so good on both sides of the puck last year. Uh, and I truly think that the key is him just playing a full, you know, between 70 and 82 games. Yeah. Um, when he was healthy, every every time we made a podcast and we did our game recaps, Cole Perfetti would come up. We'd be like, yep. oh, do you remember that pass that Cole Perfetti made on that one goal or something? Or that one defensive read he made? We, we talked about Cole Perfetti Or that ton. one time that happened too many that he didn't shoot the puck. But Yes, you, we wanted him to shoot more. Yeah, no, we... We really like Cole Perfetti's game on this podcast, Elliot. I don't know what you think about his what you want to see from him next year, but stay healthy. I I think it's stay healthy and just keep developing. But I I, mm. I and I can say that with confidence that I think he will. As long as he can stay healthy, I think he continues to develop. But for the love of God, please put him next to a shooter. That's all I'm asking. Just please yeah, when he put him Shifley. next to an offensive player. Yeah, when he played with Shifley, a... who's a shooter, uh, I guess you could play him with Kyle Connor if you want even more of that spectrum. But when he played with Shifley, he was great. Shifley finished the season with over 40 goals, um, and he was just setting him up. Just a, point so. produ- just a point producer. Yeah. Like uh, just somebody else, like just please don't put him down on like the third line and like expect him to comp- yeah. like expect him to put up points with like Morgan Barron. I know we yeah. love Morgan Barron on this podcast, but he's not a point producer. Yeah. So as long as they put him next to a point producer, I think he will be just fine next year. What are your guys' thoughts on playing him at center? Because he's an, I'd be he interested was drafted, in it. He was drafted a center. He was. also depends well, on the situation. Yeah. that we go into camp with where if, if we're down one or both of those centers that we've already spoken of, uh, you to. might have to. Yeah. yeah. I don't so, know if I, I I'm like, this is an NHL coach question. I'm not, I, I don't know what protects a player more playing at center on the wing, like being in the open ice or being along the wall. But given the fact that Perfetti's two shoulder injuries have happened along the boards as he's like digging for a puck as a winger, maybe you want to put him with a guy like Nino Niederreiter and then a shooter like Kyle Connor and stick Perfetti in the middle and let Nino do all the board battles, let Kyle Connor shoot the puck and just Kyle let Connor Cole Perfetti lose every single board battle. <laughs> we got to put a good board battler with a not so good one, right? That's uh, yeah. That's the, the my, my only thought is, is I'm wondering now, thinking about it, did the Jets talk to why am I forgetting who the uh, who coaches the most? Um, Morrison. Mark Morrison. Mark Morrison. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if they spoke to Mark Morrison about Brad Lambert playing the wing because they saw they did it with Cole Perfetti. Because Cole mm. Perfetti was a center and then they made him a winger and he succeeded. So now I, I know we're going back to Brad Lambert, but just 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 a thought to put in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't know what does protect him more because we yeah, just saw that Jack Eichel just got lit up by Matthew Kachuk in open ice. <laughs> yeah. Night. Well, well, if you toe pick into Matthew Kachuk, <laughs> you're going to get lit up. So that's what happened. So that's, to Jack that's, that's a question that's yeah. beyond our pay grade. Yeah. Yes. Yes, so. for sure. Um, the last I, prospect. Hey, but Hey, if you want to pay me to make that decision, go right ahead. Elliot's <laughs> <laughs> accepting tips. Yeah. Um, no, but the last prospect that we have on our list here for the jets is David Gustafson. Again, we're going to sound like we're repeating ourselves, but stay healthy. Yeah, no. Yeah. I like what I saw from him last year. Yeah. 
Me too. I personally think his ceiling is like a third line center, but he again he's got to stay healthy. A good one. It, yeah, it's, and it's, it's, yeah, it's be crazy to think next year. It's crazy yeah. to think that the all of the prospects that we like and think played well played the least amount of time this year. Yes, sample small sample were, sizes. Yeah, yeah, because because <laughs> they were injured. So that's why everything is all the same because we like what they did, and so there's nothing really else to say about them because it's. Just do it again next year. Just for the love of God, just please stay on the ice. But is the Jets prospect pool a product of small sample sizes? Stop. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. These players are talented. Yes. They just need to stay healthy. Um, well, I mean, they Gustafson, were drafted yeah. by an NHL team. I kind of hope that they'd be talented. But I mean, hey, if I didn't look at the NHL roster and yeah. Hey, man. I, if, I I could have been there. It could have been me I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Junior B. Yeah. Put up Sad a lot story. of points in double A back in the day. No. Um yeah, uh I think that's that's it. Unless there's a prospect we're forgetting. I don't know. There probably will be in some of them. That's the thing. Someone's gonna say, Oh, why didn't you talk about blank? The but... Fabian the Fabian Wagner uh super fan account is gonna come hunting for us because we didn't talk about him. Yeah. Hold up real quick. Let's see. Well, oh, we talked about no. him after the World Juniors when he he was impressive. So that that's yeah. enough, I think. We had like a um, full like ten minutes dedicated to just him. So like, yeah. Well, that's I good mean, for like the year, I think. He 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 looked great. Just 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 so you guys know, he put a point per game in the junior league. He played twenty two games in the Swedish in the SHL. Was a minus five and put up no points. So so there, he looks right, really good against his own him. his Boom. own yeah. There we go. Uh, he there looked, just looking at points, we're going to say he looked great against his own age. There you go. Which is Boom. most prospects Perfect. at this point. So there we go. <sighs> All right. Um, do we got? Do we want to do a quick runaround on some summer sports? I'll start with the I bombers. Actually have, we'll yeah, you can do bombers. Yeah. I actually have some news that's going to be cool uh, about the Seabirds came out while we were recording this podcast. Uh, but you sure. go ahead, Brian, with bombers because that is when this is being uh, – That's brilliant. So – I'll go gold eyes. I'll go bombers. You go seabirds. I'll start with bombers. Season starts uh, today. When you're hearing this, it'll be Friday. Hamilton home opener. The vibes are going to be immaculate. Uh, Kenny Lawler out for the first three to four weeks. Not sure if it's team suspension or CFL suspension, but it's related to his drunk driving incident back in 2021. That's what the statement said. He's out for the first four weeks, which is a huge blow, but the Bombers receiving course still arguably like the best in the league without him. So I think they should be fine. But until the actual season gets going, there's not really much else to say. They released Mark Leggio. I don't know. They're going to now. Yeah, Legs is gone. Um, but no. They didn't even want Law- the punt, so it kind of yeah. sucks. Lawler's out. The season starts tomorrow, and I cannot be more excited. Brian, gold eyes. Let's do it. So after hitting the road and losing six straight, um, they returned home and have now taken two of three from the East Division leading Chicago Dogs, who swept them on the road. So um, they turned it. They turned it around when they returned home. Uh, they close out the series well tonight. But when you listen to this, they'll be opening up a new series against the uh, Kansas City Monarchs, who are battling for first in the West, um, and. Uh, few former you know major leaguers on that team um like there always is um but (laughs) uh yeah you got that but uh if you're interested in actually going to a game on uh the saturday uh the 10th 
Uh, it is Métis night. There is going to be a lot of live music, uh, some nice. some dancers, and uh, to uh, top off the evening, you're going to have fireworks. So uh, something you know to have a nice summer night at the ballpark with some fireworks can't really beat it. Who doesn't love fireworks, especially after a gold ass game, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Why not? All right, Elliot, wrap it up with the uh, with the Sea Bears, and then we'll get out of here. So Sea Bears on Monday, they were two and one head to Vancouver. Um, I'm writing the game recap. If you want to check that out later, go to my social. Um, but Plug. they uh, they were up big. Their biggest lead was 22. Of course, once again, can't figure out target score time and almost blow a lead, but they end up winning. Um, another good game from Teddy Allen. Just want to, sh- to shout out to Teddy Allen for absolutely dominating in Scarborough. For yeah. a, a uh, By the way, tying the league record for points in the game with 42. Uh, on, unreal. He, 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 he missed one shot in the first half. He was nine of 10 from the field. He had 25 Jeez. points. The other, they play uh, in, they're playing their prairie rival at, this evening as when this gets released. Um, in, they'll play in uh, Saskatoon. They'll play the Rattlers. This is the news I wanted to say. The CBL had mentioned that they had huge news coming out. They will be in Quebec City for a clash against the East versus the West mm. on August 26th. I believe All-star. that is after the season is over. Best players oh. from both divisions. So they have now announced that there will be an All-Star game, which is pretty cool. Um, also, I guess cool. this is adding to the number of games on TSN because apparently it's going to be on actual live television. So that nice. means that that's a, now a 14th game instead of 13 on TV because I don't think there was an unannounced game. But I think that's really cool. I've said that they need to have an all-star game either in the middle of the season or at the end, like they do in men's leagues and stuff like that, which is always cool. Um, but hopefully the Sea Bears get – we only have five teams per division. So if you're having a 10-man roster, you could have two players per team. So yep. hopefully the Sea Bears should be represented in some sort of way. Um, also, this will be a test to see if people want basketball in Quebec City um, because they've been talking about expansion into Montreal, uh, in, in, into Quebec in general. So I think that's just pretty cool. And that's it. Yeah. That's all. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Sea Bears three and one. Gold Eyes 10 and 13, you said, Brian? Yeah. Yeah. Um, bombers and the bomber, Bombers zero and zero. Yeah. There you go. But, <laughs> or uh, one and one if you count preseason. <laughs> Yeah, no, we don't count preseason. Yeah. Come on now. We lost to Saskatchewan in preseason. Doesn't we count. Don't count preseason. Yeah. It does not count. No, it does not. Um, does it count anyways. if we win? Yes. Yes. Then it counts. Then it counts. Um, but no, anyway. I, I don't remember preseason. What happened? Yeah, whatever. Um, that was the episode. We talked about Dubois. We talked about the prospects. And then we wrapped it up with some summer sports roundtable. We'll keep doing that because we enjoy it. We're all connected to these teams. And uh, we enjoy watching basketball, baseball, and football. Boom. So uh, thank you for listening. Um, Elliot and Brian, if you guys have any closing remarks, uh, go ahead. But I think we're, uh, we're out of here. Come on down to Shaw Park and watch the Gold Eyes play. Not yeah. only that, but check out Brian on uh, – well, he was in the Winnipeg Sun ah, recently. Yes. So ch- go check out his article there um, and in the digital magazine for the Gold Eyes. I don't think I'm missing anything. And obviously always check out Connor. He's always doing stuff for the hockey writers. Brian, I know you're doing mostly gold eye stuff right now. So I would plug you for the hockey yeah. writers. So go check his previous stuff. Cause it's always great. <laughs> so. And check Elliot's sea bear stuff. He's this way. Absolutely. Heart of the continent. We've all got stuff going on. Yeah. And you should yeah. check it out. Yeah. Big things. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, if you see a gold eyes article in the sun, it's probably Brian. Yeah. Look so. at the name underneath it. Cause yeah. it's probably <laughs> yeah. that's, that's so sick. Um, that but yeah, let's, cool. uh, 
let's get out of here. That was a good episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and check us out next week. Go Bombers. Let's go Gold Eyes. Go Bears, baby. Duh, Bears. You've been listening to the Level Flight Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. 